Dragon Ball Super Dope. Talking about the manga, we are gonna talk the manga today. What's up? Thank you for checking out Dragon Ball Super Dope. If you enjoy what you're about to hear, first of all, God bless you. Second of all, please rate and subscribe Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places where the podcasts live. Uh, Jimmy, what's up, dude? Not much. Monday night. Yeah. We uh, did release the My Hero Academia episode yesterday, or I guess technically today for the public, and uh, it's kind of thrown me off a little bit, so I still have to watch episode three that aired yesterday. Maybe we can do that after we get this done, but um, I haven't watched it, so like I think maybe we're a week behind on My Hero stuff going forward. I don't really know. This is going to go up at some point this week. It'll be up early for the patrons uh, by a couple days at least. Maybe this will go out on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Uh, which would mean I have to get this up like really fast to the patrons. So maybe this is a pretty short and sweet one. All right. Yeah. Uh, short and sweet. Short and sweet. That's what Mondays are for. And then, I mean, it'd be dope if we could find food to eat, but pub is closed. I got food. You got food. Yeah. All right. Well, I got steaks, so I'm just going to make a steak then. <laughs> and then make some vegetables. Maybe vegetables? Vegetables. Nice. Make some vegetables. Make them into what? Into a thing that I can consume <laughs> alongside my steak. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about the newest manga chapter, chapter 53 of Dragon Ball Super today. Piccolo. Protect the Earth. Piccolo. Yeah. It's actually Protect the Earth Piccolo, not Piccolo Protect the Earth Piccolo. It's just... Just Protect the, the Earth, comma, Piccolo, yeah. exclamation point. Uh, chapter 53. I like this one a lot because a lot of it, almost none of it, revolves around Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. We get to see what's uh, what's going on on Earth. Except for oh. them getting their ass kicked at the end. Yeah. All you're trying really... to unlock the stupid powers or whatever. You're just jumping fucking... right to the last two pages. I love that about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do see Goku catch a bit of an ass whooping at the end there. That was it. Um, and the conversation is centered around the idea of, you know, Ultra Instinct only comes out in like real life or death situations. And yeah. So kill Mirus Goku. is basically like, all right, we're going to try to replicate this kind of situation, see if we can get you to tap into it then. Um, gotta say, seeing as we're getting the Goku and Vegeta stuff out of the way real quick, all right, I like that we're doing that. Um, the Goku getting his like you see Goku versus Mirus when they come into that again it's like the last couple pages uh I'd say like the first two thirds of this chapter probably maybe even more than that yeah. revolved around Piccolo and what's going on in the lookout back on Earth Krillin Bulma that's probably 70% of the chapter mm-hmm. um you then hit over to this de facto room of spirit and time that or space and time rather gotta stop that spirit shit um the factory room of space and time and uh miris is very evidently given into goku goku is not looking too good when you check in on their training going on in there so begs the question just you know and it's been a recurring theme over these last few chapters like just how strong is miris and are we gonna have to prime ourselves to be dealing with an angel level person and if that's the case, okay. Uh, I say dealing with. It's good that he's an ally in this case. But yeah. Um, also, if he is so strong, why isn't he about to go whoop Moro's ass? I imagine it's, it's always the thing with Dragon Ball. It's like this super wicked strong dude's fucking training someone else because they don't have it, but they know it. 
Hmm. Which I would tend to agree with, except that this dude is like a super successful space cop. He's running around catching all these big bads out in space like it's nothing because he's so GD powerful. He's not just holding on to it and being like, ha, 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 I'm only going to show it off once every hundred years or something like that. Um, he's very actively in it. Like, he's a very visible person in the Galactic Patrol. So that idea of him just being like, oh, can't really do much of it, Goku. I need to make you the guy to be able to do it for me. I don't know if that really holds up, checks out. It just begs the question, like... How strong is Mirus, right? And why can't he be the one to set the moral? It's got to be because it's a magic thing. If it's a magic thing, a magic-related thing, then why uh, is Goku in his Ultra Instinct form going to be the thing to overcome that magic, you know, last hurdle to be able to beat? Yeah, because the Ultra Eden, Instinct Galactus. only makes him just as strong as those gods, right? I mean, it, it's, it puts him on, I guess, the level of a god, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the level like, of those gods. But So, like... He's going to have to become a god. He's going to tap into the power of a god permanently, or not permanently, but sustainably. You know? Tap into a power god to train to be better than a god. What did you just say? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. He has to tap into the power of a god to train to be better than a god. I don't know that Moro is a god. I think he's just some magical entity, but yeah. point taken. Um, and, you know, the gods that we have outside of Zeno um, and Beerus that one time. <laughs> you know, if Beerus likes Earth that much, I mean, Beerus could just Hakai Moro, right? Like, is that still within the realm of possibility? There's always another Cam Shane, Kyle. <laughs> Dude, stop fucking talking about my favorite Chinese restaurant. It's not even my favorite Chinese <laughs> restaurant no more. Exactly funny... my point. Oh, damn it. I hate making your point for you. <laughs> so... I don't know. Maybe Beerus would uh, not intervene then because there was always another Chinese restaurant. Um, that being said, Beerus is a powerful dude. Okay. That's my that's my point. He's kicking yeah. the shit out of Goku and trying to help him achieve this new unlocked form or whatever. And uh, yeah, he's going to. He seemed like he was pretty uh, in tune with the idea of giving Goku a life or death situation. Right? He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Life or death stuff triggers it. We got to replicate that. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Hope you don't yeah. die. <laughs> It'll be fun once the UI breaks out against Mirasu, and then yeah. we'll see where it goes. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, the very ass end of the chapter, so cutting immediately to the end, we see Vegeta training on Yardrit. Yeah. Sitting in the full Yardrit attire, balancing on like that stick thing. I don't think yeah. it's going up his butt. I'm tired of people showing that picture to me and saying, ooh, what's going on with Vegeta's butt? And that Super strong. Yeah, I mean, it's strong enough to not be... Penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to try to uh, work up to that word, but you just <laughs> dove right into it. That's great. Don't ask me to guess. So you guess well. You guess well. Uh, so Vegeta is on planet Yardrit, uh, trying to be uh, be able to you know manipulate his whatever the Vegeta's on planet Yardrit, uh, trying to learn how to manipulate or control his spirit, which is basically key, which is basically chi, which is all the same thing. So I'm kind of curious again, you know, as to like how different this whole idea of the Yardrit's ability of of spirit manipulation is versus our character's understanding of key manipulation and how key and spirit are the same thing. Yeah. Like, 
I need you guys to define that a little bit more. I'm kind of having a tough time with this Vegeta on Yardrat thing. Yeah. And having that be the reason. I could you could come up with a better reason for him to be on Yardrat, whether that be um I mean, even if it's if it's technique driven, I understand that, but like there's a better way to explain how the techniques are developed, I feel. I don't know what the fuck it would be. And now that I'm saying that like that, so I'm just being a nitpicky little bitch. So I'll cut it out. Um, but they <laughs> they say that Vegeta's gonna have to be on Planet Yardra uh, for the same amount of time that Goku was when he was learning the instant transmission. Ugh, instantaneous movement. Yeah, instant transmission. <laughs> God damn! I'm gonna hang myself. What's that? A cell phone call? Oh my god! <laughs> 1999 call. They want this stupid dub freezing back, <laughs> you jerk. Um. Yeah, he's going to have to be there for the same amount of time that that Goku was to learn the instantaneous movement. 150 days. Here's the thing. We don't know if 150 days on Yardrit is the same. Yardrat is the same as uh, <laughs> 150 days on Earth. You know, there's probably a big, there's probably a difference in how much time passes. Let's hope that 150 days on Yardrat is like three days on earth so that way Goku and Vegeta can form up around the same time after Moro fucks up the Z fighters maybe kills Gohan ooh I'm getting dark with it right out the gate yeah cause we'll get to Gohan and Piccolo going forward you want but, uh, him to kill Gohan it sounds like I want some death to happen sometimes yeah I want Not death to, to have Gohan some... he's the strongest Z fighter make there it is. sound like they won't use the Dragon Balls to bring him back to life so he can live happily ever after with his family and daughter because you know that's how the arc would end. Everybody so kills mean. Videl, dude. Just fucking murders her. You can say Gohan has one of the most meaningful deaths in Dragon Ball Z in that it's future Gohan. Yeah. Imagine killing off this main timeline Gohan. <laughs> or this alternate timeline Gohan. No matter how you want, you know, whatever way you yeah. want to look at it. That would evoke some emotion. That's the same Gohan that we saw headbutt. Raditz back in the day, same one that went to Namek, same one that won the Cell game, same one that we went to high school with, saw him play some b-ball out in the so field. So was Future Gohan. He did all that shit too, right? No, I mean, he went to Namek, I guess, yeah. Then he fought the fucking androids and watched his dad and all his friends die and grew, uh, grew up yeah. in a really bleak, dead world. <laughs> and then he died at the end of it. Yeah. After he lost an arm in between. Yeah. Dude, that's why Future Gohan's death really kicks you in the nuts. But then like, he learned the Kamehameha wave. All right, Jimmy. No more CBR fucking articles <laughs> for you, buddy, okay? That was stupid. Come on. Jimmy accidentally watched some comic book resource. What is it? CBR? Comic book resources? CBR.com YouTube video popped up on, like, autoplay. And uh, just let it roll before the show started. And... Uh, yeah, there's a, a big distinction, apparently, with CPR between the Kamehameha and the Kamehameha wave. So my advice to you guys is... Um, don't watch don't it. Don't watch any CBR-related Dragon Ball That's Z content. advice. It was terrible. They, they jumped on the Dragon Ball wagon a few years ago and do a very poor job with their content. There's so much quality Dragon Ball content out there. Um, I'm not saying that we're a part of it for sure. Um, there's a lot of other quality content out there. Um, so don't watch CBR, top Dragon Ball Z problems or top Dragon Ball Z attacks. Yeah. 
top 15 times Beerus was respected or top times Beerus was uh, not feared enough. Like, it was the same video in two different titles, dude. It was bad. All right, so Vegeta's on planet Yardrit. 150 days till he's done with his training. Those are the last three pages of the manga. Um, the majority of this chapter in the front end is spent on the lookout. Krillin gets there, kind of catching him up on things. And they're like, yo, what's up? Krillin, uh, we got to gather up all these strong-ass fighters. Here's the situation. And he's like, what? You guys are lucky I didn't have anything to do, but unfortunately, I'm the only dude. Gohan's at like some kind of college lecture thing, conference, and Tian Shinhan doesn't have a cell phone. So nobody knows where Tian Shinhan is. Like, it's like they forget that they can all fly around like the entire planet Earth within like, you know, less than 10 minutes. You can Be find like, Tian. Hey, are you over here? Yeah, they could find Tian. Like, you know what waterfalls the dude likes to hang out underneath. Okay? You know. Just go check the waterfall. It'll only take you a few minutes to fly there, you jerks. <laughs> well, we don't have a cell phone. Well, you know what? He likes roughing it, okay? So the macaroni gang, you know, basically says, Boro's on his way. You guys were all boned, all right? And then you cut over to this other spaceship gang or this this other spaceship flying through space on its way to Earth with these three other thugs in it, all right? Before we get there, one thing that I accidentally glossed over is uh, the idea of Eska, okay? Eska is this Namekian that shows up with Jocko when he shows back up on the lookout. And he and Dende apparently are old friends. And they make it a point to say that Eska, Dende, and Piccolo are the only three remaining Namekians in the universe because Moro ate planet Namek. So, I was just thinking about this. I didn't think about this as I read it or as we talked about it, but as I was just reading over my notes, trying to get my GD thoughts together and get through this annoying-ass day where everything keeps going wrong for me, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, wow, wouldn't that be wild? The only three Namekians left, and they somehow are the only saviors we got on planet Earth when a big bad shows up. What if those three all form up and they all fucking join up with Piccolo? And yeah. Then we got a Piccolo that's got Piccolo, Nail, Kami, Dende and this little weirdo Eska for some flavor at the end who we just met in the last couple chapters. <laughs> and then he's a super Bam. god, Namekian. He's like absorbed two versions of God. He was already the evil half of God. He's got like three halves of God in him, dude. It's a lot of halves. It's too many halves. The only reasonable explanation is maybe he'd be some kind of new Namekian god. All right. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it'll happen, but I think the possibility exists, especially if our heroes, Vegeta, 150 days on Yardrat, Goku, at least the next two to three days in the room of space and time, wherever the hell he is with Mirrors. Um, maybe Piccolo just like, psh, psh, come here, little kids. You're, you're with me now, and <laughs> you live inside me. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll happen. But it'd be cool if it did. All right, if it does, yep. we called it here first. Dragon Ball Super Dope. Yep. Super Dope. Number one. Number uno. Or, Super dope. You know, probably like a uh, number somewhere in the vicinity of five through ten. Okay. Number one. Yep. In our hearts. In <laughs> our in our hearts. <laughs> because we thought about it first. No, we didn't. We probably did. We so didn't. We might have. You think? Nah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Goddamn right, it doesn't matter. You know why? Even though we're all covering the same material, 
It's not the material. It's our voices, baby. And not even like voices for the auditory qualities. I mean from our perspective. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the same perspective from this show that you got out of the fucking guys on Dragon Ballers, who, by the way, JD, Steve DeBritt, we love you. Go check out Dragon Ballers. We support them. But, yeah, man, it's all about perspective. Yeah. So anyways, now that I've given Jimmy a loose definition of perspective and what its meaning uh, to the podcast is. Mm. Um, Super God Piccolo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's the perspective I fucking bring. My, Super God my expert here is a fan fix in my brain <laughs> on the fly um, so yeah I do like that most of the chapter revolves around like this strategy or sort of a strategy like kind of coming up with a game plan to be like alright they're on their way here we got these clown shoes you know captured we gotta get Krillin we gotta get clown shoes we do we got the macaroni gang in a cage <laughs> um, so while they say you know Morrow's on his way or whatever you flash over to this other gang and these three people uh, you know, seemingly on their way to work. We already know that Moro in the last chapter sent another party, a stronger party than the Macaroni gang was, uh, to, you know, go check out Earth for real. And he knows that if these people get defeated, then he can go show up and that it's worth his time. So we see Shimoreka, Shimoreka, I don't know how to say it, S-H-I-M-O-R-E-K-K-A, Shimoreka, Yunba. He's the fat one eating, obviously. I feel like his name just sounds like he'd be a fat guy eating. Yeah. Yudenba. And OG73 dash, I think it's an I, but it could be a one. But I think it's an I. <laughs> OG73. All right. Is is how they, they they continue to refer to him as 73 throughout. So a couple times, OG73. But apparently, OG73 is the real power in that bunch. And, uh, you know, makes sense. You know, fat dude eating everything, and then the guy who can pilot the ship, who's got a you know spiky haircut, yeah. Uh, and then the big bad, uh, who is, you know, not big bad, morals big bad, but he's like the guy leading up to big bad. Uh, he's like he's the vice president. We gotta knock out the vice president before you can knock out the regular president. <laughs> That's not always true. Yeah, sometimes you could just knock out the president, I guess. But the vice president <laughs> got in the way for this chapter. Um, so you instead of. Instead of like just having them explain to you who these people are who are on the way, um, they show you how how powerful this guy is. So instead of Jocko just because Jocko freaks out when he finds out that these people, including Morrow, OG73, like they could be on the way, and he tries to explain to them how you know powerful this dude is. He's gets in his, his ship. He's like, "I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah, go hunt and pick a lower your defense. All right. Yep. Good luck. Bye." And instead of him just, you know, either from the villains or Jocko's perspective, just giving us some exposition and being like, he's so mean, he's a monster, he's going to destroy things and copy your powers and shit. Instead of doing that, they just flash over and show us like a good example. So they're on their way to Earth. They stop off on another planet. It's inhabited by these little teddy bear creatures with like Super Saiyan 3 hair. But I don't think it's hair. I think it's more like a hedgehog maybe because they they shoot yeah. quills at uh yeah. 73 so OG 73 his whole thing is if he grabs you up by the neck he he can copy all your abilities and do them as powerfully as you can like basically his ability that is also explained that his ability to copy is like uh you know it's like in addition to like it buffs his own power which is already you know crazy strong oh and by the way he's got infinite stamina 
Like they layer on all these three abilities. Yeah. Like not only does he copy, he's super strong. Not only is he super strong, he's got infinite stamina. So good luck. Like stack it on real thick. And you see him grab up one of these teddy bear long hair weirdos by the throat, holds it for a couple seconds. And you see in like this little, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know if it's a space. I don't know if it's a jewel. I don't know if it's a screen. If he's like a cyborg thing, could be a screen. Uh, you see like the picture of the creature come across the screen at the top and it's like, ooh. And again, we're not having anybody explain this to us. It's pretty much all addressed through the visual of the fight scene. So it's actually a really cool piece. Yeah. To, you know, where Dragon Ball could have very easily just explained this away in two panels uh, with, you know, a couple of uh, speech bubbles from Jocko or the fucking clown shoe villains in the cage. Um, <laughs> instead, they show us. And it's a, I think it's a really cool visual. So he absorbs the power. Uh, he grows this long spiky hair for a second. He shoots the quills back at them. And you see that he kicks the shit out of all of them. He doesn't kill them. They retreat off to somewhere else, and he goes after to find them. And they open up a portal. One of them opens a portal, and two of the other ones are sneaking through the portal. Again, there's almost no text this entire time. It's just all visual. And you look at it, and they look back, and it's like, oh, no, we're caught. And I'm like, oh, no, they have a portal ability. Goes back to Earth. And they're like, all right, cool. We got like 10 days before these guys get here. We're going to fuck some shit up. Yep, let's go train. Let's get some things done. And then all of a sudden, a portal opens. And it's like, actually, no. The thing that you just saw as the explanation of the power, it just happened 30 seconds ago. And boom, they're here on Earth now. You've got no time to prepare. The only people here are Krillin and friggin' Piccolo and Jocko <laughs> and Dende and Eska. Like, Eska yeah. says, he like, I'm willing to do whatever I can. I don't think he's a fighter. He don't look like a fighter. Yeah. A little green weirdo. We know Dende's not. And Jocko is, you know, handy with his little gun and his jet boots or whatever. But he's not really a fighter on the par of this. So no. um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this fight, right? Oh, guess what? What? This chapter focuses so much on this goddamn thing that the fight happens. <laughs> this chapter today could easily be like three to four episodes worth of anime stuff. All right. Yeah. And again, I realize it's a monthly chapter released, but they're right on pace. Like this Piccolo OG73 fight is an episode. And then maybe you do another one episode on Goku Miras. Or maybe it's a, a 11 minutes of Goku Mirus and another 11 minutes of Vegeta and you plan it Yardra. My point is there's like two, three episodes in here at least. If you want to chunk it out, pat it out with some filler, maybe four. All right. That's my point. So, moving on. We get to see this fight play out. Homie grabs Piccolo up by the neck. Starts replicating moves right away. Buck and go some Poe. Special beam cannon. Drill your ass cannon. Julio ass um, cannon. I don't know if that's uh, what they called it in Canada, but I I heard it was <laughs> the Julio ass cannon. Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, there he exchanges a mug and goes some po. They do the stretch arm things against each other. They have a clash with that. They lock fists like or lock uh, hands or whatever. It's a pretty cool fight again. It's, there's very cool visuals in this chapter today and. I think a lot of it revolves around the ability to get people in who aren't the central focus. Like, 
OG73 is a new character. Cool, that's fresh. But like, when the hell was the last time you saw Piccolo have a really cool, significant fight? Yeah. In spurts in the Tournament of Power, for sure. But mm-hmm. right now, because Gohan's off at a GD college convention lecture, whatever the hell he's doing, um, Piccolo is it. Piccolo's the guy. And I guess Krillin's there, who's on par with a Super Saiyan Blue, if you believe uh, episode 91 uh, or whatever of Dragon Ball. But uh, or Dragon Ball Super rather, but I, I don't know. I, I don't see how this could play out very well. Go back and forth. Piccolo's getting worn out. That's when yeah. Jocko's like, "Hey, by the way," that's when they layer on that third shipwreck, that shipwreck sandwich. <laughs> they layer on the infinite stamina thing, so he can do his attacks just as strong as Piccolo can do them. But Piccolo gets tired. Tired. This dude does not. Eventually, homeboy's about to kick the bucket, shoots another big blast at him, and you're like, oh no, Piccolo, Piccolo, no. Dun, 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 no, you don't let Piccolo go because you're Son Gohan and you show up to save the day. You're like, no, Piccolo, let me save you from the big ass blast. Yeah. Because every time I do it, I'm always repaying you for that first one you saved me from. Way back in the day. Just a, re- just a little kid trying to repay his debts <laughs> permanently to his master. Did you just fart? No. Cool. Trying to repay his debts <laughs> to his master permanently. So, yeah, that's more or less the manga chapter this month. We're going to get to see <laughs> Gohan go at it against uh, OG73 next month. Vegeta's in a 150-day waiting period. Goku's going to get the crap kicked out of him by Mirus and see if he can access Ultra Instinct. Okay? Any questions? No. Answers? Tianxin Han going to get a fucking cell phone between now and then, you think? <laughs> no. Not likely. You'd think uh, Tzu and him would have gotten, like, a Ooh. family plan. Yeah. Chaozu and him got too too much into each other's history. What the fuck does that even mean? To share a phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're looking into each other's history. They're like, oh. You're saying that Tian Shinhan waits until Chaozu goes to Piccolo head. too many times. You can't have a cell phone. So you're saying that Tian and Chaozu go through each other's phones when they go to sleep? Yeah. And get into couple fights about it? They seem like the type. I feel like Chaozu seems like the type. I don't know that Tian is. No, yeah. Chaozu does definitely strike me as a jealous type. He's just trying to navigate his way through it. Now you can talk into your microphone like a real grown man. No. And stop trying to give me conspiracy theories about Tian and Chaozu being weird together. I shouldn't say weird. I should just say... Stop giving me conspiracy theories about Tian and Chaozu being homosexuals because I don't think that they are. And even if they were, it's okay. They ain't no conspiracy theory, okay? <laughs> anyway, moving on to Super Dragon Ball Hero. Hero. This is me flipping through my notes. Can't you believe I take notes for this? I know I'm a super surprise too. So we're talking about episode 17 today, I believe. The ultimate God Slayer. Hearts is born. 
this episode opens up like literally 11 year old me's fan fiction not with these exact characters uh per se because you know jiren didn't exist hit didn't exist whatever but uh yeah, seven-year-old me's fan fiction. I like how I just keep jumping around in age because I wrote fan fiction a lot when I was <laughs> A 15-year-old me's fan fiction definitely featured heavily on somebody so strong that you need, like, ten dudes to fight them. Not in a row, not two-on-one, but <laughs> ten at once. And I got to see at least seven-tenths of that <laughs> dream come true today. Goku, hit, Jiren, 17, Piccolo, Trunks, and Vegeta. All seven of these guys opens up and they're just like, oh no, what's going on here? Dun, 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 versus the God Slayer. So we counted 12. 12 of these little green balls that yeah, all form up 12. in a circle around Hearts' back uh, near his uh, Shen, uh, Omega Shenron like spikes out of mm-hmm. his back. He's got these 12 balls that form up and, and just float. But he sends those off to just go, you know, fuck things up for him, apparently. Um, just and they did. And they did a pretty pretty good job, I must say. He just sends these things out, and they just, you know, um, fly into Goku and every Go- Goku and Ko's faces. Um, and when Hearts decides that uh, maybe that's not hurting them enough, he decides to go in and just start delivering roundhouse kicks to the people's heads. <laughs> a very effective manner. Um, he even did some like 360 Jet Li kicks and shit while flying in the air. I like that he uh, one up Jet Li by flying. So <laughs> he kicks some people right down and then hits them with. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a dick for making fun of how he said it, but the gravity finale. Yeah, finale. 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 It was, it was strange the way to say finale, although I understand. It's a. Japanese person speaking English, and that's not their first language, Kyle. So stop being an inconsiderate prick about it. God damn it. Anyway, hits him with the gravity finale. <laughs> when you say it like that, it's actually kind of fun to say. What does he do, though? Does he make it have more gravity, or does he make it have. What do you think that move does? I think it because it seems like so it just like crushes are, them with they're gravity. They're very much like cement, not cemented, but like they're stationary. Like they they're stuck to where they're standing. They cannot move. And as they're looking down at the ground, being like "fuck my legs," they just start getting pelted with these little clear cubes coming up from out of the ground. Yeah, which I assume are like uh, I don't know the embodiments of some gravity hitting them in the face, like. It obviously increases the gravity, um, and it's a finale. So yeah. he finale and parlay the gravity. Just cube. implode the world because you increase the gravity so much. It yeah. Just... So like these things keep hitting him in the face, and then like a cube forms around him like a blast. Very. This guy's kind of a square. Doesn't work though because it's been a cube the whole time. I've been saying cube the whole time. But his glasses make him square as fuck. <laughs> his glasses are dumb. So he has this cube envelop around it and then this like big dome. Blo- like it's like a three, four layer attack. And this is all again after he roundhouse kicked Jet Li style the shit out of their heads yeah. into a cliff. And this blast is so big that automatically I said to myself, are they dead? There's no way anybody survives that. They must have died, right? 
Yeah. And the shot opens up. And it's just Goku and Co. Like <laughs> spasming out on the ground. Like, oh God, we're not dead yet. Thank God. And uh, we're not that drunk. We're Goku. not that drunk. Goku's the first to get up and go at him again and hit and jeering. Got yeah. his back right after that. And yeah, they go true. in because Hearts is like, he's not fucking around. Like, Goku goes back at him first. It's important that Goku is the first one to get back up and go back swinging at Hearts. Hearts takes care of it immediately. And then Jiren and Hit go at him together. They get hit away immediately. They go right back at it. And Goku yeah. has that moment where he's like, oh man, Jiren and Hit just like got the crap kicked out of them by yeah. that blast. And then they went to go attack Hearts and Hearts. Roundhouse kicked him Jet Li Swayze style to the face again and uh, they're going right back at him again and I'm over here a broken man I can't do that I can't go at him again this is terrible yeah. so in typical Vegeta fashion he's like don't tell me you mean fusion I don't want to fuse it you're dumbass you didn't shower in the last few days <laughs> at least I want dance next to you never mind being the same body as you oh and I gotta dance with you before wow this is terrible so yeah they're going to fuse up into Gogeta, and they do, flawlessly. And I got to say, base form Gogeta got a lot of hate on Twitter this week in the Yamamuro style that this is done in. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the Shintani Gogeta looks so nice in that movie. Everything in that movie looked great. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, 25. It's like... Uh, 25 years of knowing something like you just go so accustomed to it but I actually thought that it, it you know these hero things are short enough where they're typically um they look pretty good for the most part um and the fights are you know they're quick but they're, they're usually fun I mean it's an eight minute episode so my point is there's not so much there that they have to spread it thin from an appearance perspective I think base Gogeta in the Amamuro style looks super dope Super not better dope. than Shintani in the movie. I mean, I I hope yeah. the series comes back with that more simplified design. But um, no, I thought it looked cool, so I wasn't understanding all the hate that we had on Twitter uh, for the Yamamoto Gogeta design. Um, so yeah, next next uh, next episode. All right, so we got these pretty quick. I feel like we've gotten the last two episodes like probably yeah. within three weeks time of yeah. each other, which is strange. Um. The next episode they're saying will be obviously it's Gogeta versus Hearts. Go fucking figure. Yeah, that's the name of it. That's the name of it. They but, don't fuck around with names. No, nah, man. They tell you right up what yeah. they want. Gogeta versus Hearts, the ultimate showdown. Mm -hmm. Always a two-parter. <laughs> always a two-part name, and they always give Never away. Never enough for a newspaper, but like yeah, just enough to tell you what's going to happen in eighty percent of the episode, <laughs> and that's why we love Dragon Ball. Fuck yeah. So that's supposed to stream, supposed to stream early December, they're saying. I don't think there's an official date right. yet. If we find out, we shall keep you updated. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Voicemails. Ooh, we did have a voicemail. You did have a voicemail. You ready for that? Is it one voicemail? I think it might be two voicemails. So... A little backstory. Uh, we went to a Halloween party on Friday. What'd you dress up as? Oh, I didn't. I dressed up as a landscaper because I came directly out of work. 
Yeah, I dressed up as a uh, aggravated drunk dude because I wasn't <laughs> getting served fast enough. Yeah, it was rough. Um, but we did meet um, Hunter S. Thompson and his Laszlo and his Laszlo, <laughs> Doctor Gonzo, but we, Laszlo, yeah. We did meet them, and uh, Frank was Laszlo, I think. I think you said it was the lawyer. So I'm pretty yeah. sure, Frank. I mean, I'm even questioning myself at this point, but we did meet uh pretty cool ones who f- they freaked out when we t- said that we have a Dragon Ball podcast like you know you tell people you have a podcast most of the time you're like oh that's cool sometimes it's like ooh what other times yeah. it's like oh wow what's it about and then it's like ooh we we checked the the first box let's see if we got a, t- a topic they like yeah and they're like what's Dragon Ball but like a one out of every 20 people that you randomly <laughs> talk to about it it's like yo I fucking love Dragon <laughs> and uh it's frank, so awesome frank was that dude so this is the first voicemail from twelve ten, saturday morning uh slash friday night right uh hey man it's me frank you met me we're actually talking to you i'm looking right in the eyes how you doing dude let's pass you pass you we are you want to get the plutonium. I want to get the plutonium. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, please invite me to your podcast because I swear to God, I'll kill it. And, uh, I don't know, I'm looking you right in the eyes. Yes. Who the hell is that, Frank? Who the So, I was lit the fuck up we yeah. didn't drive cars on saturday no no we did not um no. uber most people don't no lift um uh so yeah shout out frank hopefully you uh listen to the podcast and heard your voicemail um yeah. i wonder if he remembers talking to us i remember talking to him i don't think you i mean you kind of do yeah but you don't remember the the voicemail itself so yeah no. guys um that's how whack we are we have to tell drunk people at the bar to call our voicemail because we haven't gotten a voicemail from any of y'all since uh yeah call us we'll guys. just say a while okay there's a song about what the number is 401-213-9596 so call us up leave us a voicemail let us know what you thought of the manga chapter let us know what you thought of heroes I don't know if you want to talk about My Hero Academia stuff too. Totally oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll be doing those, uh, continuing to do those each week. I'm going to actually watch episode three of this new season tonight. Um, but yeah, call us up. 401-213-9596. Episode three? Of My Hero season four, yeah. Unless i only seen episode one. Yes. How bombed did you get? When? I don't know, dude. You seem bombed. Right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm drunk now. Good job. But only just because. Well, we've only just begun <laughs> to live. <laughs> Wait, late <lace> promises. <laughs> I kiss for luck and we're on our way. <laughs> yeah, so call us up. I'll give I'm you the number on one more time. My way. What? <laughs> you trying to sing some Molly Crew, James? Uh, I don't know. Sounds like you're trying to sing some Molly Crew. <laughs> That's not my favorite Molly Crew song. You know what it is? 
That's my favorite one. Nice. All right. Yeah. So let me give you the phone number one more time. 401-213-9596. You can go follow us on Twitter at DBSuperDope1 on Instagram at DBSuperDope. We don't do Facebook because apparently that's where uh, fucking old people Nazis hang out. It's like 4chan for baby boomers. (laughs) I heard somebody called Twitter. uh, I heard somebody called Facebook that the other day and I was like, oh God, I got to deactivate my account <laughs> uh, so yeah Twitter Instagram make sure you subscribe rate all the places if you're on Apple Podcasts if you can leave us a review that means the world to us helps other people find the show and uh, yeah that's it we appreciate you guys and we'll talk with you soon oh real quick if you're gonna be at Rhode Island Comic Con this weekend November 1st 2nd 3rd Friday Saturday Sunday me yep. Jimmy and Carlton will be running around handing out super dope cards. Maybe we're grabbing sound. I would like to come up with a couple questions if we can, if we happen upon a young lad or or gall who perhaps like who perhaps likes the Dragon Ball. We would ask them a question about Dragon Ball. What would the question be? Do you think mm. it can't just be like defend? It can't be something, something as lame good. as like who's your favorite character? Because it's Vegeta. <laughs> What's your favorite arc? Most of them will say Cell, and then mm. some of them will say Frieza, and mm. that'll be it. Unless it's like a twelve-year-old kid, and they'll say there's a Masu Goku Black arc, maybe. Yeah, if they're a smart little kid. Well, my point is like that's probably that's the new Dragon Ball they're they're growing up with. You take a new Dragon Ball during your formative years, it should stays with you. Yeah. So. If you're around Rhode Island Comic Con, let us know. Uh, tweet at us. We'll be running around the day. I'll be working on, with another podcast uh, on some panels recording on Sunday. If you are actually uh, interested, turning pop culture into cash, hosted by my buddy Travis Landry. He is the host of another podcast that I produce called The Just Stuff League. Um, expert on the PBS Antiques Roadshow. Um, one of the most knowledgeable investors in nerd shit that I've ever met in my life. And he's like 24 years old. Like, he's, really? and he's been doing it since he's like 11, like got what? a loan from his dad to uh, buy a G one uh, collection of transformers toys from the eighties, like mitten box. He's like, dad, the movie's coming out in a couple of years when it does, these are going to skyrocket in value. And sure enough. Yeah. He like tripled his investment on it. And he's been addicted to that shit ever since. Jesus. So he is obviously an expert to go see for something like turning cash and uh, turning pop culture into cash or investing in pop culture. We've we've actually gone back and forth on the name a couple times. I think it was investing in pop culture and turning collectibles into cash. So I've kind of just mashed those up into my brain. Yeah. So that's a Sunday afternoon. I think it's five fifty two a in the Rhode Island Convention Center. I believe it's uh, one o'clock. Uh, check uh, check out the website if you're going to be there. But yeah, Travis Landry and I will be there recording episodes of the Justice League. Um, so check that out if you're coming. If you see us, say hello. If you're going to be in town, we'll love to meet up, grab a beer. And yeah, man, it's convention weekend. Like literally, Rhode Island Comic Con weekend is one of the happiest weekends every year for me for this show. This will be our third year going there covering the event. Always a blast. Last year, like they. 
finally, finally, like really, really nailed it in terms of the layout and how you can get in and out of the buildings. They've expanded more. They're going to be doing some panels in the Omni Hotel this year as well. So three different buildings. The flow of the of the con is a lot better than it was in its earlier years. I think this is year eight now. And uh, we're going to have a great fucking time this weekend. Can't wait to go uh, see yeah. my girl, Monica Rial. Give her Monica a big old Rial. hug. Woo. Uh, who else? Anybody else that I'm looking forward? I think Sabbath's going to be there. Uh, there's going to be a whole litany of my hero voice actors there. So it's going to be a fun weekend. Um, a lot of good anime people, but uh, I just like the social aspect of it and seeing other geeks and being like, what's up? I like your cosplay. What's up? Where'd you buy yeah. that? That's a dope piece of art. Wow, what's up, dude? While well, you were into that too? And just striking up conversations with people that you wouldn't normally have the opportunity to strike up conversations with in your normal day-to-day life. That's what makes these cons special and fun to attend. Concentrated oh, yeah. area of all us nerds. So yeah. if you're going to be there in Providence, Rhode Island, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, let us know. We'll see you there. Uh, Jimmy, you got anything else you want to add? You excited to go to your first Comic-Con? Yeah, dude. Honestly, I've wanted to go to Comic-Con so many times, and like, I'm pumped. This is your time, baby. Yeah. Don't fuck up. I might fuck up. Don't fuck up. <laughs> I might fuck up. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, done. If you see Jimmy out there fucking up, hit him with a bottle of water. First, first over the It'll head. Hit you with a bottle of water. Yeah, yeah. Hit him over the head with a bottle of water closed, so that way it goes. And then, if he's like, "What the fuck did you hit me for?" Then you pour the water on his face and say, "Kyle told you not to fuck up. I'm helping you not fuck up." Here, here's some water. You water, bitch. <laughs> Thirsty, you need some milk. <laughs> he needs some milk. Right. Uh,